0: Welcome back to Technology in Worship podcast. I am one of your hosts, Benji Satorius, and I'm here with my good buddy, Eric Coleman. Eric, today we are going to talk about special events, special guests, that type of concerts, all that type of stuff. And Har- yeah, but Harvest does a lot of that, we right? We do quite a bit. Yes. So I think you can uh, you can help people. For the future, when they might be working with a special artist or special event and things like that. Yeah. So let's dive into that a little bit. We'll
1: dive right in. So at Harvest New Beginnings Church, we can seat about 1,200 people comfortably.
0: Um, what about uncomfortably?
1: Uncomfortably, 1,300. <laughs>
0: I was going to say like 2,000, I think just our stack ca- them.
1: I think our actual capacity is like in the 1360 range. Got it, yeah. But now that we've added our camera platform in the back of the room, it kind of just throws that number off. And usually when
0: usually when they give you that number, it's like one center aisle. It's not very practical. It's not that,
1: practical at all. But
0: they can get you that number, but it doesn't really work very well in like a church setting. In actual setting. settings, Yeah. yeah.
1: 1200 was still pretty cozy for our most recent event. But yeah, pretty much any time that we've hosted outside specifically in this case musical artists, we usually sell out the room. So yep. we're we're getting 1200 people in there to to be at the event. Yep. So yeah, uh Harvest, we just like our main goal is to always be using our facility like As far as facility use, like we don't really like it to sit dormant. Right. Um, Because we've built the building. We want the building to be used for God's glory. So we're always looking for.
0: Doors are always open.
1: People to make use of the building. So we've got ministries happening every evening or every day of the week there's something going on and then we throw in all these special events and sure yes um they could include some weddings they could include concerts they could include special like fundraising events so kind of the gamut for all the events is that the right word sure i don't know it's it's a pretty it is wide. Now. yeah <laughs> there's a lot going on
0: Let's let's talk about, before we talk about musical artists, let's talk more on like the special event side of like um, church relate, like in-house stuff and maybe throw in weddings. So like if you do like a in-house promotion for something or a wedding or um, that type of stuff, like where do you come involved with that? And what do you have to do for most of those events?
1: So we have a, uh, it's not a project management system, but like a room management slash event management system that we use. Mm -hmm. And so when a particular ministry is setting up an event, whether that be a concert, a wedding, whoever the main like coordinator person is or ministry leader is, they or their assistant create the event.
0: For the room room, usage or whatever. For the room usage,
1: building usage. Most of those, if it requires the use of a space that has technical things in it, most of those I see, whether or not they actually need to use the technical equipment could still be up up for grabs. Yeah. But I see those, and then because it's a space that our team manages, we have to approve or
0: deny right. that request. If it's any um, event like it is at Mission, usually it starts off with, nah, we don't need any of the technical equipment. It's just going to be this small little event, no big deal. <laughs>
1: and it turns into a giant It turns thing.
0: into this humongous thing of like, oh yes, we need not one microphone, but five or music and oh we want to play a video as well and it's like well that's great but that's not how it originally was got planned. submitted or planned yes so.
1: that happens from time to time but maybe not to that degree usually coming in we're a pretty video based church we watch a lot of video in our different ministries there's always I feel like there's always the need for at least one microphone and the computer usage. So those are really why I end up seeing the requests come through. It's because those are what needs to be used. We don't actually host too many weddings.
0: Mm, we do.
1: So people just aren't getting married at our <laughs> church again. <laughs> well,
0: it is. I guess you have different sized rooms, but yeah. your main worship center, like that is a large room for a wedding.
1: It is. We have two other rooms. They're just not necessarily set up for it. We have done weddings. People at our church are getting married. It's just we end up not hosting weddings. Yeah. They, I think a it's lot, not a wedding venue, really. Yeah, I
0: would say the last maybe four years or so, the wedding usage has definitely gone down at Mission. When I first started, there was quite a few like over the summer, but I think everyone just wants like an outdoor wedding or they're going to have the wedding wherever the reception is so it's just all in one place we have a lot of like wedding wedding venues of like barns and stuff in our area so i think a lot of people are starting to switch to that versus like the traditional getting married in a church yes so, i do agree yeah i
1: don't know it could be a cost related thing could too, be. but i would think that the church would be cheaper than most of those places yep. but it could just be a vibe that right. they're going for unfortunately we do host funerals those are the saddest events that we host but it's an honor at the same time yep we host conferences which i think end up being like bigger and more they they do end up being a more in-depth event that we host the thing about hosting that we know, because we've been hosting, and I'm sure you do know this, yep. but it's one of those things that like, you also don't think through when you say yes sometimes. Right. It's like, okay, we'll host you. And they say, yeah, we're coming in with everything.
0: Right. But they never do.
1: No, they do. Oh. But in our case, they come in with everything, specifically concerts, but then you just, the man hours of the church staff that actually go into it from the point of that first contact back and forth, whether it's email or whatever's going on ahead of time, and then arriving in the morning really early to unload a truck or whatever, and then loading it up at the end of the show. The general public walks in, concert starts at 7, they come in at 6.45, and they leave at 9. They don't see all of that work that it's taken ahead of time so it's like oh hey we're just hosting this little concert no big it's deal like, no like <laughs> there's actually a lot of other steps going on
0: a lot of pieces of the
1: puzzle before that i'm just saying that just to make people aware of yes. the process a little bit it's it's a little bit more in depth than just, a little, little more hey let's it's, host this thing
0: <laughs> i mean yeah so at mission we've done our fair share as well not as much as harvest but Um, like I said earlier, we don't do as many weddings, but we still do weddings over the summer. Those are pretty simple. I would say it's really weird. But for me personally, I think I'm more nervous when I run sound for a wedding or a funeral than I am for a church service. I for sure am. The wedding and funeral is like a microphone and maybe some music. So like in the technical requirements, like stupid easy. Like o- almost a no brainer versus a church service of like 40 channels, 50 channels of audio that you're managing. mixing and managing and doing all that. But I don't know. There's something about like the wedding and funeral. That's like, I don't want to screw this. I don't, obviously it's, I don't want to, I don't want to screw a service up either, but there's just more pressure because you've got people from the outside. They're in a moment, whether that's a happy moment for a wedding or a sad moment for a funeral in Obviously, our job is to be as distraction free as possible so they can have their time and reflection and all that stuff. And you don't want to screw that one up. Well, I also think it's
1: because that one moment, especially with a wedding,
0: there's no second service. There's no
1: second service. <laughs> yeah, you can't get it right. At the next I'll get one. it right the next service. No, I'm not for a wedding. Um, And as far as like the experience I've had with like filming weddings, too, like, yeah. that can just be it. Yep.
0: Struggle cause it's, yeah, my wife. So, my wife does photography for weddings, and it's like it's a lot of work. Yeah, there's no their first kiss, it's their first kiss. As whether a married you're, couple, whether your camera works or not, or the microphone works or not. Like, there's it's no gonna happen. You're right. There's no one do. Oh, can you do that again? Like, no, it's no longer the first kiss or the I do, or whatever it might be. I enjoy doing them, but like. I get the sweaty fingers and the palms, and I'm like, my, my heart's beating, and I'm like, oh boy, here we go. I hope I don't screw it up. Just like
1: you drank too much Mountain Dew or something.
0: I don't shake after that. That's oh. just natural for me. Oh, okay. Yeah. And then, yeah, we've done some other events. So we do a volunteer appreciation event. So we did one last year, and we're doing one this year as well. We're, awesome. Last, last year, we brought in a magician. Which was pretty cool. I like magic shows. Yeah. It was really cool. A lot of fun. So we had to program lights and for the you know, the certain moment of the reveal of whatever the trick was or whatever. So that was pretty fun to program and do. But that was like I didn't know what to do until he showed up. Yeah. The day of an hour and a half before the event starts. I'm now just getting, oh, you want to do this with that at that moment and but I've never that, se- and I've never seen the show before, so like I need a cue of something. So,
1: but that would be the probably the most difficult to understand. Just reading a sheet of paper ahead of time,
0: sure. I think like, definitely would be
1: hard to know. Like, I guess maybe if they said I need a blackout cue, I need some of the a simple ones. Cue. Yeah,
0: some of the simple ones that's easy to do. But like a strobe effect or haze or the lights to flash this color, or that color, or point to a specific spot on stage is a little more difficult. So basically, he showed up, he got all set up, I got him his mic, and he verbally talked through the show and I made my own written notes of what I wanted to do based on what he was requesting. So that took, I don't know, 10, 15 minutes maybe. I'm like, okay, got it. Then I went in, did my programming, and then I called him back and I said, okay, this is what I got. Or can you clarify this one uh, section? So I can fix whatever or do whatever I need to do. So did that. We made a couple of little tweaks. And then it was basically showtime after that. And we've done some musical artists as well. We haven't done anything recently because it is a lot of work. It is a lot of work. It's Thank fun. you
1: for acknowledging that. It
0: is a blast. I love it. I've ran sound for most of the artists that come in. Sometimes they bring their own sound engineer in, their own PA. Sometimes they don't. But it is it's a lot of fun once the show starts until the show ends. Yeah, <laughs> the the leading up and the packing away. It's like, Are the oh, dreaded my word, we're still doing this. It is a blast. It's a lot of fun. But yes, it is a lot of work for those
1: events or even some of our like, I guess, more fun conferences and things like that that we've hosted it is a dread like leading up to it's like i really don't want to do this yeah but then you get into it and you're like this is actually pretty cool yeah and then at the end it's kind of like a dread because you have to clean it up but at the end you're also like yeah that was like awesome one of the most important parts of your worship services is your screen think about it everyone in your congregation looks to your screen for song lyrics sermon notes announcements, and scripture. It's a big deal. To keep your screens looking their very best, look no further than Church Motion Graphics. CMG has all of the eye-catching worship backgrounds, sermon and announcement slides, countdown videos, and more to bring your screens to life. Head over to ChurchMotionGraphics.com now to find your next great look.
0: You still have adrenaline running because it was hopefully, a successful show and like it was a good time and a good turnout and all that. So you still have some adrenaline going even for the wrap-up or the the packing up of everything. But man, once that last cart gets rolled out, it's like, okay, it's now a a 15-hour day and I'm going home. Yeah, I will tell you that that sleep
1: after (laughs) one of those events is one of the most rewarding sleeps.
0: I remember my very first time being on staff at Mission and we brought in Unspoken to play.
1: Ooh, just a little band, just a little band, unspoken,
0: and that was my first time working with an outside guest and hosting them. And I was mixing, I was running sound for them. I was like so nervous. Like I tried to plan out everything. I had so they send in what they call a band writer, which is like what the requirements are for them to put on their show. Usually they put way more things than what they actually need. Yes, or a lot of times they have two band writers versus like or uh, which is like a full band version or an acoustic version, depending on if like they drive in or they fly in. So depending on how much equipment they're bringing. And I remember getting all that and I'm like, okay, they need a lot of stuff. I Can think, you clarify? I think I got most of this. And so between talking with their, their manager guy and myself, we just kind of pinpointed, okay, this is what they need. They didn't need everything that was on their list. They did actually provide a lot of their own equipment. So they showed up and I was just like shaking. I was so nervous. <laughs> I I, right like, you want to be a good host. You don't want to be like that one guy that's like, oh man, when we played at Mission Bible Church, that was a wreck or they weren't prepared or that technical or director, that technical director should be fired. And so they showed up and I had basically everything set and ready to go. They showed up and they were the nicest people. Like super nice. They're they were like, Oh, thank you so much for getting this out or getting that out. And oh, I'm so sorry. It it did say that we needed this. We actually don't need that. We brought this or we're doing something completely different. Do you need any help putting your, your own equipment? Like they were super That's nice very about nice of it. Them. Yeah. And it was the actual unspoken band. It wasn't like they're helpers or anything like that. Like it was the actual those actual guys that were just super nice. So we've had them three times, I think. Two or three times. And yeah, awesome group of guys. Super nice. We've also had Carrollton here. And again, another super nice. Another super uh awesome team to work with. But yeah, obviously the more I've I've done this now, it's like, okay, I'm not as nervous and shaky and But obviously, I still have the same mindset of I want to be a good host. I want to make sure that we can provide anything that they need and just be there ready for whatever they might ask for or whatever. So, yeah, it's it's long days, but it, it is fun. It's a lot of fun in the end.
1: At Harvest, we have... Pretty extensive list of musical <laughs> guests that we've hosted now. I'm sure I'll miss someone in this exhaustive list, but uh we've hosted Aaron Schust came in and did like a special Christmas performance. We've hosted Jordan Feliz twice, actually. Uh Sidewalk Profits has used our facility. Corey Asbury and Ben Hastings have come used our facility. Nice. Ben Hastings of Hillsong.
0: You had a guy just the. Uh
1: a uh, little guy just, just a few, just, few was like, like a week two ago. ago two weeks whatever. ago or whatever and yeah he's just this little little guy his name is Michael W Smith i don't think anyone's heard of no, him no probably not but yeah he was our most recent guest yep and everyone walked away loving that event
0: that was uh, that was sold out for sold sure sold out for yeah. sure
1: sold out weeks ahead of time yeah i think our church demographic is like right in that zone of like Michael W. Smith is yeah. amazing yeah. kind of thing. So it didn't appeal to everyone, but it definitely appealed to 1,200 people yep. who were in the room and bought tickets or were gifted tickets or whatever. Yep. So for that specific event, I can kind of run through what's happened. And that kind of gives a picture for how
0: we set up our events. Um, so that was the what do they call it? The night of the pia- night with it was, yeah, it was Michael W
1: Smith, a night at the piano. Yeah. So it wasn't a full like five piece band. Right. But it was kind of just meant to be a little bit more homey. So this is, this is still though, generally how like thing, like as far as what I'll explain, this is still how things kind of end up happening. The processes are on the day pretty of. much the same. So a promoter company will usually reach out to us because, at this point, our name and church have gone out to those different promoters yep. because of the other previous artists that have used our facility. So if on their tour path, they're going to be coming through Illinois and they're like, oh, you should stop at Harvest New
0: Beginnings we Church. We have an opening for whatever day.
1: So then they reach out and we go through a whole like approval process that I'm not really involved in, but obviously they make sure that it's all does this person's theology line up with ours or different just different like kind yep. of qualifying things maybe or yep. i don't even know if that's actually one of our qualifiers but different qualifying things for should we host this guest and then once that event's created they're sending back and forth the rider that you talked about yep which specifically can change quite a bit even sure. before they arrive, because like we're going back and forth saying, "Okay, you need this, this, and this," and it's usually not only equipment. It usually their riders that we're getting also include like we need a green room, we right, need like hospitality, hospitality stuff, like stuff. Like bottles stuff. of water yes. and towels, food. And whatever.
0: food, yep, hotel maybe uh,
1: hotels or at least locations of like providing a list of hotels but yes hospitality is a great word for that and then as well as like as far as hospitality and being a host providing some volunteers right from the church or our community to come in and help with loading unloading set up everything set up merch whatever those different needs are for during the event so then we get to like that kind of process. There's usually a, like a, a production advanced phone call. Their production head will call in and we'll talk through basically the rider. This usually is happening like pre like closer to the event time, just because they have an idea of like what they're actually doing now because they've been on the road and they call in and just talk it through. Sometimes they're bringing in their own. PA, sometimes they're using RPA.
0: Using their board, but your PA sometimes. Y- yes, yeah.
1: using their board, but RPA. Yeah. Using their board, their PA. Usually hasn't happened that they would use our board and, and their your, PA. No, that would be a usually little, little that, backwards. Yeah. There haven't been too many that we've hosted that they use our board. So usually if they're bringing in a board, they bring in someone to mix on their board. Yep. So they're not expecting me to mix for them. So then the big day comes concert day. And what happens, Benji? Are you with me? I'm with you. Follow along here. They arrive pretty early in the morning. Eventually we get them unloaded and we bring in all their stuff. They have a plan as we're unloading it with our volunteer team that we've uh, recruited they're telling they're pointing us different directions. They're saying that case needs to go here, this case needs to go there. And yes, I'm blowing through this just because it is a long process and I'm trying to make it short. But yeah, um, and then our team is usually helping them to unload all their stage equipment, whether because they usually bring in their own set design, their own lighting. They bring in everything most of the time, including the PA that I just mentioned earlier. And then we get the front of house station set up where their audio engineer will sit to mix the concert. If they're tying into our system, they send a left right sub feed off of their board into three of the channels of our board and set those to unity, set a good gain on them call it a day, and they just take over using RPA if they're using RPA. Lighting would be the next tie-in because they want to be able to use their lights in conjunction with our lights. Usually that really only means using our park hands, the spots, and using house lights. lights. So it's not like a ton of channels for them, but they need access to that. So that usually means just tying a five pin DMX line out of our console into theirs and boom. And because I've created a patch sheet for our lighting DMX, I can easily have sent that in advance to their team. So they know, okay, your house lights are on 501, 502 and 503. So they know ahead of time they could patch it or, they're, every group that we brought in that's doing lighting design is super knowledgeable. So they just boom, 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 done in two seconds.
0: They can do it probably faster than you can make a patch sheet and send it. Probably. <laughs> yeah.
1: <laughs> Once they're tied into our system and lighting, like I guess I'm kind of done for a while.
0: Can go take a nap.
1: Unless they need other things from me. So I'm kind of on standby at that point. A lot of it's just getting tied into our system. And helping them unload. And then during the events, just kind of being at the ready if something were to go wrong with our equipment or even with their equipment like and just a power being a or whatever. good host. You had to bring it up. <laughs> so, yeah, just being a good host. Yep. And what Benji is alluding to is our most recent event with Michael W. Smith
0: yeah what happened?
1: forty minutes before the show, the entire building lost power
0: <laughs>
1: <Whoops>. <laughs> <laughs> so people are, <laughs> so people are walking in they're to, to getting no their, they're getting their seats and they're <laughs> listening to some music and then all of a sudden Pew! emergency lights pop on, <laughs> and I don't know if like. We didn't say anything. If they would have even quite
0: noticed, or if they thought it was intentional, <laughs> I mean, they probably. like When the emergency lights turn on, that's that's a pretty uh, good sign. That's that a good oh, sign. there's no power.
1: So immediately, I thought it was something to do with the power needs of the concert. Like, yeah, I thought maybe they consumed too much power, shorted a circuit, and. Boom! Pop, pop to break or whatever. Part of this whole process is we brought in an electrician to set them up with additional amperage. Yep. Then like what they would get just plugging in on stage, but it was plenty. <laughs> like it was way more than they needed. So, yep. and I, I called our electrician right away when that happened, just to be like, "Hey, like, um, this happened. Uh, was that like our fault?" <laughs> and he's like, "No, like we should have you know given them way more than they needed." And I was like, okay, cool. And then shortly after I got a text from someone in our church who sent me their like comed electrical text yep. notice. Yep. And said there's a power outage in your area.
0: That's, that's so convenient.
1: Convenient. And it was um expected to like resume power at seven ten PM.
0: And you're supposed to start at seven. We're supposed to start at seven. We were <laughs> Awesome.
1: I got that text. I wasn't sure if other people had gotten it, so I like tried to find the right people to show that to. Technically, I didn't get the text. I just got a picture of someone else's text. So once I found them, someone else had said that you need to, that uh, they called the electrical company and it was going to be like 8.30 before power was restored so at that point we started having conversations about like okay like what if (laughs) the power doesn't come back yeah the story is basically that it wasn't our fault which is good we weren't being bad hosts because we shorted a circuit or broke whatever it was just like someone in our community ran into some electrical pole that that happened to power harvest harvest. (laughs) whoops so that was a big whoops thankfully what happened was the power came back on pretty much right after we got that text about the whole like 8 30 thing nice power restored just magically and i was like was that before seven and that was before seven nice so that was awesome too so it was like well we're not sure if power's gonna stay on yeah, but, but we should
0: probably get this thing going. at least you're ready to go at least for now <laughs>
1: so everyone's like scrambling back to their positions and making sure that all the equipment's up and running we yeah. had to like retest the yeah. pa yeah had to regain control of the lights the whole champagne yeah man. um but we did all of that before seven so we started the show started on, on time.
0: time nice and yeah it stayed and, and on the power stayed on no issues no issues
1: Whew. i haven't seen an issue since actually either Something that uh that was fun. Yeah, that
0: sounds fun. It was the first of its <laughs> time for us. That that kind of reminds me that even for a church service, it's always good to have a backup plan because power could go out. On a Saturday night or a Sunday morning or whenever your services are. And what do you do? What are you going to do? And what are you going to do when it comes on right before service? Okay. You need to know, like, oh, I need to resync this. I need to check this. I need to, if you're doing automation, you got to make sure your computers are connected and like all this stuff that you need to be able to pull off in order to get your service up and running. It's almost.
1: You basically have to run your pre-flight pre checklist again. Right. Like the thing that you're checking when you arrive at the building to or to your camera position or video position, you got to run that list again. Like, yep. Is everything back up and running? This brings up another familiar story, actually.
0: I got one as well. So. Okay. <laughs> well. Wouldn't it be great if you could just snap your fingers and immediately you'd get people more involved at your church? Picture it. People would press in during worship, they'd be fully focused during the, your sermons, and they would be excited to hear announcements. This is the wish of many churches because we all know the struggles of getting the attention of our community. That's where our friends at Church Motion Graphics can help. CMG equips churches with a large library of eye catching graphics for worship, sermons, announcements, and more that will help you get attention and move your community forward in their faith. With just a few clicks, your church can start looking great. Reaching more people and getting more involvement than ever. Head over to churchmotiongraphics.com today.
1: We had another power outage. It was just like a power blip though.
0: Like, You mean like just enough to cause problems? Just
1: enough to cause problems. Like the lights came back on and that whole that was all fine and even the audio system came back on but it took forever because our system is so old that it just took like seven minutes to power back on and one of our systems didn't power back on so we lost our in-ears for (laughs) i think i remember
0: this this wasn't that long ago ago. yeah okay
1: it might have we might have already talked about it on this podcast we still had to come up with plan B because that system didn't power back on. So we ended up just doing a 180, started the service 15 minutes late or something. First service was regular. Second service was an acoustic service.
0: Oh, so you lost power between services. Between yeah, services. Got it. So for us, this was a this was quite a while ago. This is probably 5, 6 years ago. We lost power again just like 30, not even 30 seconds, probably like 20 seconds, like a little blip, but basically enough to turn off all of our equipment. And this was, uh, I'm not kidding you five minutes before we were like the five minute countdown timer right before service starts first service Sunday morning, just got done with rehearsal or sound check and, uh, blip power goes off. Then it came right back on, but then yes, it takes a little while for equipment to turn on. And then once it's on, you got to sync it to other things and all that stuff so i start scrambling around like okay i gotta turn this on i gotta turn this on i gotta make sure this is linked and that's linked and all this stuff and i had to restart our live stream because it was streaming already and then it cut it because of the power outage so then i had to go back in and tell it to turn back on and our worship pastor comes up to us or comes up to me i think it was like 45 seconds left of the countdown timer we had the projectors up and running back up. So we were, we were still rocking and rolling. He's like, Do we need to start late? I'm like, I don't think so, but hold on. I need, I need a couple more seconds. <laughs> and uh, 45, 44. Yeah, basically, 43. yes. My head is counting down. And I get all of our cameras back up and running, get the computers synced back up with, I believe, if I remember correctly, it was 28 seconds left of the countdown timer. Wow. And I gave our worship pastor the thumbs up. I said, <laughs> we're good to go. <laughs> and we started yeah. on time. Rocked out. But Rocked man, out it real. was uh, it was pretty stressful. And like it's hard to plan for those if you haven't gone through it. Since then, now all of our computers are on a battery backup, so those at least wouldn't power off. Obviously, everything else, we're like cameras and projectors and lights and the sound system. But yeah, it uh, it it made us scramble for a little bit.
1: Yeah, there's definitely some benefit to those struggles arising, though. Yeah,
0: you just you
1: learn. Like someone could tell you ahead of time, like how to plan ahead and you listening should be planning ahead for this because you're listening to our struggles yeah but like there's still something about you going through your own thing yeah that makes you realize like oh i probably should definitely think this through more so concerts when they end then we end up loading their trailer we well we tear down the stage Wrap cables. They're usually like, "Don't wrap it that way." To yep. some of the volunteers, yep. they're just stepping in, trying oh, to boy. wrap it around their elbow.
0: If you don't know how to wrap a cable, that should be before you do anything else.
1: Over under technique. Yes. Over under, and then and that
0: uh, over your hand and under your elbow. No, that's, no, that's a different technique that no. should ne- never be used. And the
1: over under technique really helps uh, alleviate the knots when you end up going twi- to grab a cable twisting
0: cables and all that garbage so
1: yeah learn it look it up on youtube yep we tear down their set load it back up in crates and then we're loading their truck and
0: give them the wave and see you later give them
1: the wave see you later you think we'd be done there
0: no no but we're not. not
1: because you know what night of the week is a great night to hold concerts
0: um friday night
1: saturday night friday nights is one of them but in this case saturday nights is a great night that is a a good night it doesn't apply to this last concert we had we did this one on a wednesday night which was excellent that was amazing but when we hosted events saturday night which is all fine and dandy they get to leave (laughs) we
0: have to reset the stage for sunday yeah you kind of have like Some services you have to get ready for in like 12 hours after the event. So hopefully
1: there's an amazing team of volunteers there to support me and reset the stage, which is usually the case. And it's usually great. There's usually something I have to end up coming in still a little early to do on Sunday to reset the stage, plug in. Blah blah blah. Yeah. So I guess that's probably the like hardest turnaround time is just getting like ready for your service, switching back to the service, yeah. especially after a Saturday night service. Yeah. Or sorry, Saturday night concert. Right. That, right. Because when we host the concerts, we don't do our service.
0: That is your service. Or that is whatever. Our, yeah. Yeah. The turnaround time is always. Uh, you always forget. Oh, I forgot to plug this one thing in, or yeah, whatever it might be, and. And for be, me it's usually been
1: oh I plugged the Mymix
0: cable into the wrong
1: floor box yeah. port. Like a super easy fix, but it's like I got it wrong.
0: Yep. Can't automate so I guess can't th- automate uh plugging in cables. Yeah. To the uh, right connector. <laughs> as far as yet.
1: I said it's the best
0: sleep after an
1: event. <laughs> but if it's a Saturday night, it's, event, it's horrible. <laughs>
0: It's the best uh, four hours of sleep. (laughs) Yeah, it's some sleep. Yeah.
1: But, you know, then that Sunday nap or Sunday Sunday night sleep is amazing as long as there's not another thing the next day. Right. This most recent one was a Wednesday night, which was really great, actually. Nice. Gave us plenty of time to rest up, plenty of time to come in and turn over the stage yeah it was fantastic nice so that's kind of a look at what it's like to host an event at either of our churches yep benji and i just got back and our buddy riley was with us We just got back from philo philo which was was an an incredible event yep they said it was the largest attended philo thus far
0: yeah we had i think they said there was like 1200 in person and I think it was 50% about, online. Yeah, it was like 1,200 on online. So it was like 2,400 or something like that. It's pretty cool.
1: My takeaways from Philo, some practical ones were that I want to focus on some, which I've mentioned before, but lighting improvements and set yep. design and stage design. The benefit that Willow has that we don't is they have a super deep stage. So just trying to figure out how to manage and plan around that. Is kind of what I need to figure out. Yep. We also don't have like a catwalk to like conveniently walk around and change <laughs> things out. And then leadership. There's a lot of leadership things that came up, and I'm a fairly critical thinker, so I was encouraged that that's a gift and a skill. But I was kind of discouraged because like I can that can kind of bleed into other things, right? And I don't want to be like. Known as a critical
0: person. You're so critical.
1: So that was my takeaway. Nice. And I got to hang out behind the lighting console, which was fun.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I I only went to, I think, one audio breakout, uh, which was a broadcast one, which I got some pretty good information from that as well. Um, But I mostly went to lighting and video stuff because I also want to improve a little bit better on lighting. So got some uh, tidbits from lighting and I think we're going to be able to implement some of those rather soon. So cool. Pretty excited for that.
1: And then the biggest thing that I took away from it all was like the just relational connections that were able to were made possible and kind of deepening the network of production people that
0: I know. Yeah, it's fun seeing the people that we know and building relationships and new relationships and old relationships. And or
1: you see them online. Yep. But then you meet them in person. Yep. And they're as cool or cooler in person. Than they're you thought, they're more
0: of cool in person. Yeah. For sure. Yeah, that was a that was a lot of fun as well.
1: So on that, thanks for listening to the Technology and Worship podcast. We'll be back next week with another new topic.
0: We will. Make sure to follow us on Instagram at technologyinworship, and we will see you next Monday.